0: Time to abandon ship! Oh no! Here we
1: go. Can I persuade you to join us for a drink? It's a tradition. Here, here.
0: here. Jar Jar, holy, my uh, main uh, man! Quickly, before the separatists attack, get into the escape pod. Hey!
1: This is escape, then we're the pod. <laughs>
0: Welcome back to Star Wars Escape Pod. I'm your host, Josh. And uh, today we have uh, Reed back in the house for a uh, roundtable, Mandalorian Episode 5, The Gunslinger, a fantastic episode. If you haven't seen it yet, go watch it now on Disney Plus. And uh, it ended up being a very uh, dynamic dual roundtable. Nobody else uh, was able to make it. And, uh, you know, sadly, sadly enough, uh, we we just went forward through the night. Um, we brought in a, a box of donuts for everyone and it ended up just being us. So yeah, made for an eventful evening. Uh, so stay tuned for that and uh, great conversation coming up about, uh, about, uh, yeah, Mandalorian. So thanks again for tuning in. Uh, don't forget, keep track of things that uh, you might want to comment on, send feedback, questions, and uh, we're on Twitter and our email is uh, TheEscapePod escape at outlook.com our Twitter is uh, SWEscapePodcast. podcast that's SW Escape podcast on Twitter uh, let us know if you want if you want us to set up a Facebook or, or a YouTube channel do some live shows once in a while just let us know uh, we would love to hear from you so without further ado thanks again for listening and uh, let's uh, welcome Reed back on the show.
1: happy landing all right are we back
0: we're back awesome. welcome back reed
1: thanks man glad to be back <laughs> good to have you <laughs> <laughs> yeah long time long
0: time no long see, time no see. We we're just at this yesterday night talking about vader immortal episode three and here we are again um this week you brought in a ton of donuts for everyone <laughs> for our and quote sadly unquote, round table nobody discussion. showed up yeah it's yeah. like oh my goodness i'm so sorry um,
1: no it's okay it's not tim horton's donuts it's not that expensive <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's oh man well you know
0: still <laughs> it's just like it's a shame it's a shame but yeah. um anyway thanks for coming
1: back at, at least somebody showed up
0: somebody showed up Did you hear that guys somebody showed up <laughs>
1: could you imagine if you were just looking left at you. here by yourself
0: yeah I, oh dude like that would suck that like, would suck man what's hey a round table Josh with like one are gonna one have person. a round table yeah, yeah. A round table. uh it's it's just us tonight and uh we're gonna be talking all about mandalorian <laughs> episode five it was episode yeah. five episode chapter
1: five
0: uh this one's called the gunslinger yeah. um i believe right it was yep. called the gunslinger yeah gunslinger. and uh 30 something minutes long and uh Man, like all I can say about it right now just before we dive into it is like this was like such a nostalgic episode. Like Very. 100% so 100%. nostalgic.
1: Literally one word drop and it was like nothing but nostalgia oh, the whole time. Oh, so good.
0: <laughs> you know, let me just turn off the heater here. But like what what did uh what did you think of it? Like it like it lengthwise like as soon as like the episode started and we got like that initial, you know, approach to tattooing after that little uh firefight up in the up in space like like what did you think
1: oh yeah i was like super pumped because this was really like the first time that they've actually bothered to kind of tell us where we are and what we're doing so it was kind of like oh moss eisley i was like oh i know where that is that's tattooing because like you see him kind of approaching like this deserty looking planet in the distance it's like okay is it back to the old one or where are we going right now like what planet is this because there's i'm sure there's like a bajillion (laughs) it's barren desert planets in the galaxy and we're on tattooing which was so cool and so like yeah we go into the moss eisley spaceport and uh it's made very clear (laughs) that the, uh, the Empire was not a uh, beloved organization there. No, nope, no way. <laughs> we get some, uh, uh, not effigies, but like uh, totems or like uh, basically poles m- or spears with uh, impaled stormtrooper trooper helmets. helmets on it. Yeah, yeah. you can only, th- well,
0: and you know, there was definitely a little bit of blood on, on <laughs> some of them. Some
1: bloods and cracks in the yeah. battle damage for sure. Yeah.
0: Oh man, and and it just it goes to it goes to show as well because there's like zero imperial presence in in that oh, on yeah. that planet as well. Yeah, it, it was cool that we got to see Mos Eisley again, but it's yeah. it's definitely uh, quieter. <laughs> yeah, like way quieter, way less bustling place. I don't know if it was just.
1: Uh, I think that the stormtrooper helmets set the tone a little bit, the little yeah. bit ominous. Yeah, for and sure. And uh, it's kind of interesting because. Um, uh, you know, he goes into the, uh, I don't know, whatever, the cantina, basically, possibly not the, the cantina that we know and love, but a, a cantina and, uh, you know, meets up with the guy and stuff. And I I was kind of curious, maybe I like didn't hear them super great, but it almost sounded like the, the huts aren't a thing anymore.
0: Uh, yeah. So, you know, it's funny that you mentioned that cause I'm actually just looking up a recap here, uh, of, of, uh, things that I've read in, in the aftermath trilogy, uh, about Tatooine post return of the Jedi. Yeah. So, um, there's, uh, there's a little quote here that I'll read. Um, I know that things are changing, not just in the galaxy, but here at home too. The huts still haven't shaken out who's next up to fill Jabba's throne, if you can call that a flat uh, slab. If you can call that flat slab of his uh, throne, <laughs> seems seems <laughs> yeah. like this might be a new day for Tatooine. Uh, that's said by Cobb Vanth. Cobb Vanth was a character that showed up in the interludes throughout the aftermath trilogy books. Okay. and uh I, I i you know i'm blanking exactly uh who he was but um oh here oh here we go we can kill him on i know that he ended up finding boba fett's armor uh um, oh. after you know and this is all after uh the um uh the whole you know return of the jedi yeah um so kov vanth was a human male that lived around the time of the battle of endor once a slave he rose to become a sheriff of freetown on the planet tatooine after acquiring a set of mandalorian armor from jawas in 4aby uh which is uh four years after the battle of Yavin. that's around a year or so ish maybe just under um before the battle of jakku okay i would say yeah um because the end of the aftermath trilogy is the battle of jakku we were actually having this conversation last night after yeah. we talked about vader immortal three we, we you know we stayed up and <laughs> talked a little bit about like you know the remnants of the empire and all that yeah uh which is interesting because this episode had actually so much significance to our conversation yesterday and we Definitely. really should have almost recorded it but uh, <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah there, no there was a uh, yeah around that time uh, this guy acquired a set of Mandalorian armor from uh, some Jawas. The following year, Vanth enlisted in the services of Jabba's former animal trainer, uh, Malaki, Ma- uh, Malaki. Malakili? Malachi. Yeah, something. Uh, Mala- Malakili in raising a young hut named Borgo. Months later, Freetown was later attacked by the Red Key Raiders, but Cobb managed to enlist the Tusken Raiders' help in driving the criminals away. Um, little is known about his origins, Cobb Vanth, that is, um, was once a slave who had a star-shaped scar tissue carved into his back as a sign of ownership. Um, what else do we know about him? Uh, he said, or he, he does have a little thing here, um, about him as a sheriff, of uh, being of of Freetown, uh, it says by the year five Aby, which is around the end of the aftermath trilogy, around uh, the Battle of Jakku. Vanth established himself as sheriff and de facto mayor of Freetown, which was the name of what had once been uh, Mos Pelago. Um, yeah, there's um, he stopped a plot by the Red Key Syndicate uh, to sneak a. Uh, hut led into uh, the palace of in Freetown or something. There, there was he had a, a little bit of an arc going on, but basically, oh, cool Cobb Vanth is. Uh, they very much hint out the fact that he acquired Boba Fett's armor, and yeah. they also very mis- much they very much establish that he becomes like this sheriff figure. That yeah. kind of, um, I would imagine that his jurisdiction is like goes outside of Freetown as well. Like you know, because Tatooine is a, it's got its populated areas, but I mean, yeah. as we've seen post Empire, like some sort of revolution has happened now, and people yeah. have definitely driven the Empire out of their world. Uh, yeah. In a lawless planet, th- that law is no longer accepted, yeah. and and whether it's Cobb Vanth, you know, at this whole thing or not. Um, there's no more Imperials anymore. And and it also looks like it's driven a lot of people away because it's so quiet. You know, when the Mandalorian's walking down the street, there's just nobody around. Um,
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, but uh, the reason why I'm talking about Cobb Vanth and Boba Fett's armor is because we heard the spurs at the very end of this episode. The the Boba Fett spurs. Oh,
1: okay. See, I was just like, okay. Like when I saw the end of that, I was like, all right, we got a like large ominous figure Mm -hmm. with spurs on their boots i knew absolutely nothing of what that could be
0: yeah um, i never i never yet. thought that they would actually you know they, it might not be him it might not be Bova fett at all it might it might right. not it might not even be Cobb vanth it might just be a really massive you know, cliffhanger moment. Um, with some random. With dude. some rando. Yeah, yeah. With that, maybe also just has <laughs> yeah furs, we'll, right.
1: ca- we'll call him rando. Yeah. Some <laughs> rando.
0: <laughs> Mando, those, the Mando and the rando. <laughs> exactly. Uh, the rando remains a mystery for now. And uh, yeah. So, you know, it, it's, it's, um, there, there's like this really, uh, I guess we'll have to wait for the next episode. But
1: got to wait for the next episode. Yeah, but
0: there yeah. are people speculating online. I know. I know the guys over at uh, like another podcast that I, I listen to uh, have placed some bets on whether or not Boba Fett will show up, or if his armor shows up, or, right. or something like that. Yeah. So uh, yeah, know it, it, it's going to be really interesting to see if they bring that back because That'd be cool. not once in like the not once was it leaked. Not once did we hear of any uh, uh, like rumors or or did we see in any teaser trailer whatsoever about the Mandalorian that we would even get a baby Yoda creature showing up yeah so yeah it's not super far-fetched that they would maybe go the route of explaining that somebody did in fact get a you know acquired Boba Fett's armor and this is all canon in the aftermath book so you know naturally Cobb Vanth does exist you know and at the time of this show which is about five years or so after uh the fall of the, the, the fall of the empire yeah we're we're a little closer we're a little further down the line than than what we've read about Cobb Vance Van so far so you know the costume may have changed and I, and I did freeze frame at the end when I was setting up the recording here yeah. and uh you know I, I I tried to look in on the the shoes and stuff to see if they were Boba oh that's shoes. why you
1: paused it I was like I wonder what it is that yeah. he's like oh no way I was like Is it was it one of the credit names or something? No, it was like
0: just the yeah. It was exactly that. It was like the shoes and 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 it (laughs) turned out no, it doesn't look exactly the same. It was just the sound effect. But but I'm you know I'm I'm still thinking to myself like whoa like if if they, you know maybe maybe the chest plate and the and the helmet still the same. Uh, Yeah, maybe this guy does have a longer cloak than than um, Boba's little side. Blanket towel thing? Side cape. Yeah, side yeah, cape. blanket yeah. towel. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I call it I call it a towel His- because in the prototype costume for Boba Fett, uh, they actually used a beach towel, a Star Wars beach towel for for the prototype <laughs> costume. Oh
1: my gosh. Yeah, it
0: was when they were dressing him up prior to Empire Strikes Back. I think this was either for uh this was around the time of like holiday special or something like that. But uh yeah. Boba Fett initially was all white and uh wow. he had a uh this to, to substitute for a cape he uh they attached a, a white star wars beach blanket to where <laughs> the cape would be yeah and so yeah it all kind of like mashed it they eventually made an action figure for this uh um, oh that's hilarious. yeah yeah it was it was oh i think it was gosh. an exclusive or something there you oh, know yeah, at, at one been. point or yeah, yeah i i really i really should have got one when i had the chance but um but yeah i know it, it was uh it was a cool little you know play off of, you know, the costume when they, when they, when they made this like super ghetto style thing, uh, yeah. with the beach blanket. But, uh, yeah, no, this, this guy's cape is like longer than the beach blanket. Um, for yeah, sure. Yeah, what did you notice about this episode? Like what, like what stood out? Cause there were so many Easter eggs. Like what really took you by surprise?
1: Yeah. Um, the Tuscan Raiders. Yeah. Took me by surprise big time. Like I love the Tuscan Raiders. Like they're like a constant part, like throughout like so many of the movies And then, like, the entire scene where the Mando, like, the Mandalorian is just casually, like, you know, like, oh, we're just going to stand here and look (laughs) at them. And he's just kind of, like, nonchalantly... You know, you know, goading on the the kid or whatever, right? The, the like the gunslinger, the gunslinger. Yeah, yeah. And then he's like, he's like, why don't you ask him yourself? And he turns around, and there's two Tuscan yeah, Raiders yeah. right there. And it's I was like, like wait, the f- what? They didn't get shot out, right? <laughs> well, this What's guy. Going on? You know, that that's
0: the thing about this episode that you pointed out. Like, that's the one thing that throughout this entire episode, we've got so many parallels with the new hope. Like so yeah, many. So many. Uh, you know, like fr- from the moment that he docks in Moss Isley yeah. to the Cantina. To meeting that guy, the gunslinger, at the I think it's the same booth that Han and Greedo have their shootout in. Probably. If we if we went back and scrubbed through, like because we've only just seen this episode once, yeah. I'm pretty sure there might even be blaster scoring on the wall <laughs> yeah. from Dude, like yeah. the shootout. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't be surprised. Wouldn't be surprised. Um, so yeah, so that's so it's so cool though that they rebuilt that whole cantina and everything, and it, and it's yeah. so dead quiet. Like there's they've definitely pushed the fact that yeah, this place is no longer a lively place. Something's gone on here, in which is for you know what it is,
1: Josh. It's they've let droids into the cantina now.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. (laughs) Yeah,
1: your droids are we don't serve your kind here. (laughs) 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 We don't want them here, they're gonna have to wait outside. (laughs) Exactly, Uh, exactly. But yeah, yeah. no, that's
0: that's a very that I didn't even think of that. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, Yeah, there's they're really reinforcing the fact that this place is desolate now nobody's not nothing is happening here anymore yeah. uh you know the the glory days of moss Isley are long gone long gone and yeah. uh, long behind us yeah so yeah, yeah that was yeah. that was really cool to see uh that it's just a changed place
1: changed place
0: and for sure. uh, but yeah so much nostalgia like um yeah, the docking bay, the cantina, the the droid thing. The, yeah, the and droids. Then,
1: what are those droids even called? I can't oh, the remember. pit droids. Pit droids. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, from
0: yeah. the yeah, they're, Phantom Menace. Yeah. yeah, Phantom Menace pit droids. Uh, I smiled when I saw that. <laughs> oh yeah, Big Dave, grin. my
1: man. Like, <laughs> yes. thank you, Dave. Um,
0: Dave oh, Filoni. Uh, I, I did Dave Filoni director, write this episode? Do you see the writing credits for this one? I think
1: I didn't catch them.
0: Uh, Let's look this up. Let's look yeah. this up. I th- I should have done this before. Yeah. Mandalorian episode five. I'm pretty sure this one was written and directed by Dave Filoni, but um, probably. But uh, let's just confirm this here. Uh, uh, the the whole Tuscan Raider thing was really reminiscent of when you know Luke has that same exact moment where he's looking through the binoculars. At the yeah. Tuscan Raiders with the Banthas on the. Exactly. The, the whole plains. time. That and was then he happening. gets ambushed. And it's exactly. like, are there like, is that how they do this? Like, is that how they do it? Yeah. Do they just have these guys sitting out in the middle of nowhere and then having, you know, raiders around like the mountains that kind of surround the sand
1: dunes or whatever? Dune area.
0: Yeah. yeah. Are they on, are they like hiding at every single peak of the sand dune to jump yeah, out right? of somebody? You yeah. know, like it makes me wonder because like there's so many surrounding dunes. It's like, did they literally just. Sprint over there as soon as they saw someone showing up. Like, are they running around all day to try and catch like the next time someone shows off on one of the peaks, or is there raiders like around every single corner? And are there two guys that are just chilling down there all day long with the badges? Like, yeah, just the
1: bait. Like, oh my gosh, dude. Yeah, it's yeah. just and, so And But many that questions. was like, and like that aside, though, just like the fact that. The Tuscan Raiders didn't outright shoot them. I was like, "What is going on right oh, now?" Oh yeah, that, no, I that was, was pretty like...
0: funny. I thought I thought it was so <laughs> funny that the Mandalorian almost expected them to show up. Yeah, like that. it was
1: so. He was just so he was just chilling, casually, chilling on the speeder, like because you know, like up until that point, he had just kind of like constantly been like, you know, treating the the gunslinger like like the kid that he is, really, right? Like, yeah. He, he, does doesn't he like call him like kid too? Like throughout the thing, I I, I, think I,
0: so. I forget. Yeah, I think something like that. Yeah. Yeah,
1: but and so so he's just kind of like goading him on the whole time like uh uh-huh yeah you know just like totally nonchalant and then it's the same thing with the tuscan raiders like just totally mellow and chill yeah just monotone like nonchalantly like is like oh yeah why don't you ask him yourself and then there's two of them right there and he just like oh yeah he's like don't worry about it got this and then he does like the hand gestures or like not quite like sign language i guess or whatever but uh yeah, communicates yeah, he, with them. Yeah,
0: he signed communicates with them and then, uh, to gain passage across their property and in turn gives them the kids binoculars or the monoculars or whatever they're called. Um, which, <laughs> which also are the same
1: ones that uh, I remember Luke using on Tasmanian. Yeah, and same, same model. Yeah. <laughs> same model.
0: Yeah, exactly. Even though he's like,
1: these are brand new. Yeah, <laughs> What'd you do?
0: It, it makes me wonder, like, would they still have killed
1: Luke if he just gave them his stuff? You know, like... Exactly, I was like, "That's what confused me so much." I was like, "What does the Mandalorian know that I don't?" Because every time I've seen a Tusken Raider, they're like, "I like, they always kill everyone." Yeah, like that's that's the thing. I mean, he said himself, right? Like he's like, "Oh yeah," like the Mandalorian is like, "Oh yeah," like as far as they're concerned, like this is their land, and everyone else mm-hmm. is just trespassing. Yeah, and so I was like, "Why are they not dead right now?" Yeah, like, exactly. At least getting shot at, like
0: yeah but um i like that part a lot i like how yes. i like oh, how yeah. the naive kid who's new at his job new at adventure all that stuff <laughs> yeah uh straight up makes the same exact mistake that luke does exactly. but fortunately thanks to like the mandalorian who's there to basically just cover his butt basically oh you know yeah expects them to show up and so you know when he finishes like looking through his things he looks behind him and uh He's just standing off to the side, going, "You mean uh, these guys right over here? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. The ones
1: that snuck up behind you yeah. are just standing there right now." Hey, kids, Give us your milk money. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah. But um, no, that was that was super cool. And uh, what's her name shows up in this episode? Who plays um, that Agents of Shield character? Uh, the Chinese actress.
1: I have not watched that show, so I don't. I've I've
0: ever- only seen half of it or oh, something. Okay. But yeah, it was. Um, I'm blanking on her name. A very Chinese name.
1: It's her name in the credits. Min, Min Lang Tan or something. Uh, anyway. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. Anyway, she plays a bounty hunter that, that they're trying to track down. And yeah. But uh, that was that was kind of a cool sequence. Like having that standoff across that far distance.
1: That was very cool. They have to
0: like beeline it like at nighttime using the flares to throw her off in the sniper. That was super
1: cool. I, and I love the part too where Larry like, you know, he gets after they find the, um, what do they call that thing? the oh the, the dewback yeah the dewback and like you know the dead bounty hunter on him or, or uh dragged on the ground next to him you know that he gets shot and runs back into cover yeah and then he's like all right you know we'll go out like after dark or whatever and blah blah make and make a break for it and maybe we'll make it and the kid's like what do you mean maybe and he's like well i got like beskar steel on and blah 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 and so like at this range it can't penetrate it and he's like well i don't have beskar and he's like well yeah <laughs> he's like <laughs> no kidding yeah. like you just realized this now like oh that you can get shot and killed by this massive blaster yeah uh, it's that was oh, a great yeah. moment you, you
0: know what's great about this entire episode is that every single star wars fan is the gunslinger
1: 100 like
0: like it's every just, single star wars fan it's
1: like yeah let's go let's do it yeah oh, we got these people oh we'll just go like like <laughs> like if,
0: if we were to take ourselves and just plop ourselves into the star wars galaxy 100% I would be at the booth where Han Solo was sitting putting my feet up on the table like Han Solo was sitting
1: <laughs> just like, waiting
0: for like someone to come up and offer him a job yeah. thinking I'm super pro at it but I've never done 100%. anything in my life exactly. you know like, just like you know one thing to the next you know giving giving looks to the child like you're like what the heck is that thing you know like this little alien yeah like, just <laughs>
1: totally ignorant of the fact that the biggest pit ever literally it was like 2 feet in front of yeah, him and he's yeah, just like eh. oh, yeah yeah, Whatever. completely
0: unaware to like most things around him going on like the task raiders behind him all that stuff uh you know i thought i thought like because like, there was so many the one thing that surprised me about his character was when he shot the girl when he shot the the his mom that Mark. was
1: a yeah i didn't did not see that coming at all yeah i, I was thought like for oh, sure wow. he was going to be like cuz he made it like very blatantly clear that money wasn't a concern to him mm-hmm. like at all he's like hey this is like so that i can get on the inside and like be a part of this and blah 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 excuse me and so yeah i didn't see it coming i was like shocked like it's not often that i'm like really that surprised by something yeah and that definitely surprised me that he just flat out shot her and killed her yeah i was like i was like wow she's she's dead yeah, and he's. I
0: thought she was gonna last longer than that when they I announced did. her casting. Like when they announced her yeah. in the show, I was like, okay, yeah, she's gonna be around for a few episodes,
1: and then oh. boom, gone. I was like, yeah. what? I like, mean, unless she's like, you know, somehow still alive or whatever, which I, ser- I highly seriously, doubt seriously doubt.
0: Well, the Mandalorian came back and saw her dead, and I'm yep. assuming, I'm assuming he just knew she was dead. You know, yeah, like, he can
1: probably kind of tell. Yeah, <laughs> so. Yeah, and then yeah, and then the kid just totally like even though he literally just like fought alongside this guy and watched him get smoked by this like heavy duty long range blast rifle. And still not get taken down he's like oh i'm gonna take him on i was like bro yeah he's gonna
0: double cross the mandalorian like nobody double crosses a mandalorian like his greed got the better of him but you know i think that's something that's like so relatable like like you know a hundred percent i think it you know it's it's like the nature of a star wars fan if being plopped into that universe with all the knowledge in the world could be oh yeah that, that same exact Dude, naive. Well, we were person. talking about this yesterday <laughs> a
1: bit, right? I was like, you know, I'm playing Jedi Fallen Order, and I'm there's like certain bosses and areas that you're like not really ready for. Yeah. Like when you first start out the game, like you need to progress through the actual story to get certain abilities and stuff. But I would see these bosses, and I was like, oh, I can take on this boss yeah i can get to it so i must be good like good enough to take this guy down and so i would go on up against this boss and it would just be endless like i die and die and die Mm -hmm. and die and die and i was just like not i was like i am going to kill this freaking thing but i was just completely
0: completely (laughs) out of my league on a side note about that game you know in part of like switching to story mode in the end. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I ended up just like, there were times where like, I'm, I am love the game. I'm so happy with the game, but there mm-hmm. were times where the game made me want to throw the controller out the window. <laughs> dude, like, yeah.
1: Oh my goodness, ugh. legit. I, I'm i still playing, I'm still on Jedi Knight difficulty, which is really only like a, a step up from uh, story mode. <laughs> yeah, And I'm still like, oh, it's so much harder than I thought yeah. it was going to be, dude. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Ugh awesome game but but yeah anyways
0: yeah so uh but yeah no it's it's exactly that kind of idea and same with like star wars rpgs you know i, I gm for star wars rpg i've, I've told yeah. you this about um before but uh you know so many decisions that i've witnessed you know being made <laughs> on the fly and i'm oh, like yeah guys like <laughs> not like think, just think about it first you think know like <laughs> yeah yeah think about what you're doing first um you know even me playing like some of the video games just there, there was a, like i mean not to keep going back to fall in order or anything but like yeah there's definitely moments where i'm like yeah i can make that jump and then i just plummet <laughs> oh, to my yeah, death <laughs> and then oh, uh, yes yeah. but no like this this kid like who's living you know as we're watching him, he's living a real life and a real world uh, yeah. position and he's got and he's real world goals this. trying to get into this bounty hunter guild and, yeah. and making all these decisions and, and he makes the mistake of double crossing the Mandalorian and uh, you know, being yeah. his naive self. I'm surprised it even lasted that long. Uh, yeah, story exactly. purposes. Like I can see like, okay, they, yeah, they kept him around to the end of the episode, but in, in, in true, I think I was almost expecting him to get shot in the face when he was like on lookout. uh, Literally. I was waiting for that
1: to happen. I was like, dude, you're poking your head up over your cover and there's a giant (laughs) blaster rifle that you just saw smoke, smoke your buddy twice. Yeah. Like maybe take a hint. Yeah, exactly. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I almost expected him to take one there, but uh, he didn't. And yeah, but uh, yeah, I just, I just thought that was, you know, that, that guy, I don't know why, but like for some reason, He resonates as just a Star Wars fan to me. Oh yeah, well Um, he's
1: he's basically when I think about how I like you know play like Star Wars Battlefront or whatever, like a lot of those video games. That's that's kind of how I play it. I'm like, all right, I've got the gear, let's just go. Yeah, and I just go and throw myself into it. Yeah. Oh, well I died a few times. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) But for this guy, he's kind of like, oh yeah, I'm mortal.
0: (laughs) Yeah. For for him, it's almost like like when you play the Old Republic or Knights of the Old Republic, you have to make a bold decision. You know, so many, yeah. like, I highly doubt there's very few, there, I mean, there's very few people out there that have probably always made the light side decision all the time, 100%. Like, oh, yeah. you know, there's definitely people who have, like, I would say a large amount of people have probably maintained closer to the middle, uh, if not even leaning towards, like, the dark side, because they go after some some other odd choices that very negatively affect their force, yeah. their force. Uh, uh, their force side i guess mm-hmm. you know yeah. the light side dark side um but yeah but yeah like you know just it's just it's just one choice and then you know the the slider kind of does its thing and yeah uh, and you know it makes me think like okay this kid super naive as he is like who i'm surprised still lasted that long had the choice of of just continuing with the job being happy with what he had or yeah. or he had the greater challenge of you know which would have the bigger reward, like greater risk, greater reward. Like he had, you know, and he he, sh- he shot her and gave that job up in yeah. turn for taking, you know, over the child and holding the Mandalorian at gunpoint. Like we all knew it was probably going to it was going to come to his oh, morbid end. But, literally, uh, yeah. but yeah, he made that foolish choice that yeah. we all would have made in a video game. Except we would have come out on top because We're it's just, a video game and we get do-overs, yeah. right? Exactly. We, get,
1: <laughs> we can press the respawn button. Yeah. Like we this. don't know what's going
0: to happen until it happens. Then we know what's going to happen. So
1: Exactly. Then we can yeah. <laughs> literally, yeah. oh my God. No,
0: yeah. But yeah, I connected with that character so much. Like I'm like, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm that yeah. fool, that, yeah. that naive yeah. guy that if in real life would have been plopped into Star Wars, I would have probably been that guy. Like he's like the wannabe He's the guy that wants to be a Han Solo character with swagger, uh, a oh, yeah. gunslinger, yeah, slinging like, it around. It
1: was so funny because, like, you know he's got this new pair of binoculars or whatever. He's got this, <laughs> oh, yeah. this blaster swagger. There it goes. <laughs> it's like he's like man, I just bought that brand new. Yeah. He's like, yeah. What are you doing? Like, and, what are you doing? That's mine. Like yeah. And he's like he's kicked, like right from the get go, he's kicked back in the canteen. Yeah. Like yeah. just like totally like oh my oh, yeah. yeah. I'm oh, so geared the up. The amount ready of times
0: is that I. Took something away from my players uh, when I was GMing for an RPG game, yeah. and they just threw up. Debt. <laughs> like, yeah, especially, especially AJ. AJ, oh, if you're yeah. listening to this, you know exactly what I'm talking about. There was a uh, there there was a lot of looting going on in in my games, and I got it got to the oh. point where they were just getting so much stuff, and and they were getting so wealthy and like so. And I'm like, I gotta strip them of like, like some of these things. So yeah. it got to the point where I had to start blowing things up if they failed checks to loot something. Oh. just so that they would lose the loot <laughs> and like it's a super bad call on on like you know i could have thought of like a way better in-game reason to, Probably, to have but. these kind of things happen <laughs> yeah but uh but yeah like if there was a speeder that they wanted to steal or whatever and it wasn't something i had in mind i'm like okay uh in story i was like uh you, ha- you have to get it to work because you know the the engine's like not not working whatever you have to but you have to be careful because uh there's a there's a bit of smoke coming out of the the hood or something like that <laughs> and you know it, one thing would lead to the next and and I would make it a challenging you know dice roll yeah and uh, and then you know eventually things would just blow up so there,
1: there was there was a it's <laughs> Star Wars things are meant to explode exactly
0: exactly but there was definitely like once or twice where like AJ got really really ticked off <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> so yeah but. Um, you know it's all it's all it's all uh <laughs> it's all in fun but uh but yeah it was just to kind of keep everyone on the rails at times but uh you yeah. know uh, like a hundred percent like that's it's just <laughs> it's just the nature of things but so uh but yeah no that was that was like it was super cool to see like the docking platform docking bay 35 was it um was in Fifteen. Thir- it was third docking bay I said 15? I don't know. I, I thought I heard Numbers. 35, 30. It was so it was a One of the docking bay. bays. One of the docking bays that On looked Mount identical Saisley's. to all the other docking bays. Literally. Um, but uh super cool to see a set like that again. Oh, um, yeah. Um and you know, and the pitch And you just everything down to like the crates. The crates and random things in the background. Like Oh yeah,
1: there was well like going through mos eisley like there was one of the the droids i remember as he entered the cantina i was like oh i recognize that droid. yeah i haven't seen that oh since, uh, oh like, yeah the,
0: the 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 bar droid you're talking about that droid uh the one that talks like that you know that's the one, one that's but, uh Jabba's uh assistant that sorts 3po and r2 into their positions yep. into their jobs he's yeah. like yeah he's yeah the same the one that the voice never matches up with the how his mouth moves up and down. <laughs> yeah, I love exactly. how they replicated that. that I, I love it. You that know, was great. I thought that was fantastic because I still, to this day, I've watched return of the Jedi, you know, many times. And, oh, yeah. and yeah. every time I see that droid, I always think if this movie was done today, would that droid's mouth have lined up better? Like with the, with the voice yeah, that was coming yeah. out? Cause there were times where he was talking and the mouth wasn't even going up and down. And I was like, oh, it's just like a rig problem, you know, on set. You know, they they probably, the robotics weren't like fluid enough or something. Yeah, yeah. Who knows, right? You, yeah. you never know. Like yeah. our 3PO didn't even have mouth. He just has a hole. So yeah. it was one of the few <laughs> yeah. droids that we've actually seen that has a moving mouth like that. Yeah. And I thought like, oh, if that was done today, I wonder if it would have been better. It, it was just a passing thought. Um, yeah. But no, it was like, it was so well handled in this episode. Like just little things like that are oh, things yeah. about this show that I greatly appreciate. Um, oh, yeah! huge I don't know what to call it, fan servicing or not but uh, it's just such a good call you know like just such a good call to make story so wise uh, you know set in this universe you, you can feel it just rooted in yeah. Star Wars
1: that's like yeah to me that was great because it's like it takes place on a like in an environment that we're like familiar with and stuff like that and then they drop like tons of just little easter eggs throughout the mm-hmm. the whole time that they're there but then it's an original story so it's not like you know we're going back and like feeling like we're being dragged through something that we already know like how it's going to end pretty much yeah so it, it was just yeah it was fun and i mean you know and yeah and i think now that i think about it there was the the lady there was a few times she dropped some uh one liners in there like Womp Rat or uh just taking a Beggars Canyon. Yeah, <laughs>
0: Beggars Canyon. Yeah, that's a good one as well. Yeah, another good uh reference. Um yeah, no, that's that's a that's a reference that Luke talked about Beggars Canyon, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Because uh, like, when he's in
1: the trench run, he's like, "Yeah, this is just like Beggars in, Canyon
0: back home, right?" Yeah, we beg. One- <laughs> oh,
1: yeah, like they're yeah, because yeah, there was that part, and then before that, I think they're looking at the plans of the Death Star, and they're like, "That's an impossible shot." And blah blah blah. And he's like, "Oh, that's nothing. We used to beg womprats and Beggars Canyon back home." Yeah, you know, yeah,
0: like- yeah. It's. Um- <laughs> yeah, I know there's there's some really cool I, I hope I hope that's not the last that we've seen of Tatooine. I'm sure it's not, but like I really want to see more of Tatooine in in this show. Like or, yeah. or in at least in season two. I want to know more about what has happened there since yeah. since the days of like Cobb Vanth and and uh you know and, like what happened to the Imperial resources there. Unless I, unless I'm, uh, yeah. What's going on with the huts right now? Like, like I want to know these these things, and you know, I've I've scoured a a lot of 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 the books and the stuff that has come after. So you know, if you're listening to this right now and uh, you have any clue of what happened tattooing something I may have missed, uh, send us an email at theescapepodoutlook.com or a tweet at swescapepodcast. Let us know, and uh, we'll talk about it next time for sure.
1: Yeah. Oh, but you know. I think number one priority of all those things is uh, where's the band gone? Oh, where's the cantina band, dude? Yeah, I need. We need to find. No, business anymore. No, no business. business anymore. no business anymore. Yeah, they've let in droids, so they're like, "Kate, we're out of here. We can't do it."
0: There's a there, that band. It has a. It has a name. Um, I'm I'm blanking <laughs> on the name that they that they've got, but um, I believe they. I I I I don't know if I'm imagining this or not, but I think they had something of an interlude in one of the aftermath books. Uh, okay. but I'm not too sure if it was them or if it was maybe Max Rebo's band. Um, but I, i'm I'm vaguely remembering some sort of musical band that had some some sort of connection in. you know the aftermath books are really interesting uh, outside of like the the core group of characters which kind of resonated in, in throughout that that story, yeah. uh, which yeah. I didn't really connect with at all until the last book but um the first book the first book was not was not very good at all like i like i just didn't really enjoy it that much Um uh, the interludes were the mo- most interesting part of that entire first book the, there's like so so basically what you have what you have happen is i don't know if it's between every chapter or not but once in a while you'll get an interlude and it's this random kind of mini chapter that gives you a random little short story and a peek in on some random planet somewhere okay through someone's perspective whether it's a character we know or if it's like a cameo of some other character we might know or if it's something you know it's it's also the the trilogy books responsible for canonizing what happens to jar jar binks uh he becomes a street performer um so no way yeah so so in the days post uh uh, the empire or i guess you know pre the end of yeah he ends up being a, a street performer and uh he's got an entire interlude dedicated to that and we're like what what he's been up to and that's the last piece of canon that we've had about him uh but uh yeah there's the, there's like cool interludes about that there was a really cool one on coruscant where um in the special edition i shouldn't really i mean i guess it started in the special edition but but you know if you watch it on Disney Plus or on the Blu-rays or whatever, you'll you'll see it uh, at the very end in the celebration song uh, of Return of the Jedi. Uh, there's a scene of Coruscant and people celebrating, mm-hmm. and we see in the background, kind of close to the Jedi Temple, there's a massive statue that gets like pulled down by people. Yeah, a in the background. Statue yeah, yeah like and and so there's an entire mind. interlude about that, about this entire riot going on um right dedicated to that statue falling down in the background so so that's what these books are cool for because the interludes really give you an idea of like what's going on and it's through these interludes that we follow the story of Cobb Vanth once in a while yeah he pops up and uh and we do get a few insights into Tatooine um and uh, I wish I could remember them further now that we're going back here in the show Mm -hmm. but uh yeah uh, like I'm really hoping to like get more answers out of this place
1: sure yeah. yeah
0: but uh yeah i don't know um we've got a lot of time left here uh <laughs> what <laughs> uh what uh what uh what is it that you think is gonna happen
1: next oh my goodness this was
0: a kind of a random out there episode he's, he's it was kind it of a was. stop in
1: um yeah i mean it it was interesting because it like I mean, all we knew from the last one was that you know he was leaving, the planet. Yeah. Like or whatever. Planet well, he, that fa- was. he
0: basically the last episode concluded that there's still bounty hunters on his tail. Exactly. Uh, tracking down the child, so and he's still this on the run.
1: Literally starts with the bounty hunter literally on his tail. Yeah, yeah, tracking his, him yeah. in face, Which that bounty hunter was a terrible shot, by the way. Like, who mm-hmm. the fudge gave that guy a ship with bla- blasters on it? Was not the best decision in the world
0: (laughs) i think the yeah one of the primary things about these episodes that i've taken away so far i mean the mandalorian is overly awesome like he's oh yeah you know he's made out to be good at his job i mean and some of these bounty hunters shiny
1: beskar steel yeah exactly like he's just just a boss yeah Yeah.
0: um but but aside from that like i know that he's going to be taking care of almost anyone that faces him pretty much um you know even though we've seen him get wrecked by like a big beast my <laughs> yeah. horn or something but um, this
1: time around he got knocked on his arse by like this heavy duty blast yeah exactly yeah he was, so seemed genuinely concerned about yeah <laughs> he's
0: not just like a big yeah he's not the kind of guy that's like gonna mow everything down like he's definitely got challenges like everybody else does but mm-hmm, yeah. but what we've seen so far is he he takes care of himself really well um, oh, yeah. and, uh, but what I've, what I've really taken away is that any other bounty hunter that so far that we've seen that have not been legendary, kind of like the ones that we saw on the, uh, on Darth Vader ship in episode five, yeah. uh, I'm assuming those like, well, I mean, we know that Boba Fett's elite of elite, but, uh, the rest of them in that lineup Bosk, IG-88, you know, characters with a lot of history that go back to the days of the clone wars, um. You know it's, it's characters like that we know that okay off the bat these are like the top bounty hunters in the galaxy right now um oh, yeah. and so far we we haven't really got a lot of that we haven't gotten any of any indication that aside from the mandalorian that there's anyone else out there who's anything of a rival to him yeah. uh, you know i like they made this this girl uh i'm forgetting her name now out to be this uh really deadly mercenary yeah, bounty hunter, and yet, and yet, uh you know, she's
1: dead now. Yeah,
0: you know, so it's like
1: got shot by this like up and coming <laughs> wannabe yeah. bounty hunter.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, so like, you know, to me, you know, I think to myself, like, okay, you know, he does have his challenges, but at the same time, like, like what other character is a rival to him at this point? Like, you know, I'm I'm pretty sure at some point we're going to have to see somebody who could take out the mandalorian if they wanted to yeah and then maybe choose not to or something like that something somebody who might be a future enemy who could take out our protagonist uh well
1: i'm i'm really curious to see because like you know in initially like when he betrays the the guild or whatever i don't remember the guy's name who's like his like um contact or whatever for the guild and stuff like that hmm. but like he like of all those bounty hunters that get shots that guy survives so I'm oh yeah, like, carl yeah, yeah carl
0: weathers character yeah
1: carl weathers character and so i'm kind of like i'm like are we gonna see him again
0: yeah it makes me wonder that we'll probably see him again At some point, uh maybe, maybe towards yeah. the last episode or something yeah. but, but he
1: definitely i don't think i definitely don't think he'll be kind of the the nemesis that you're talking about no because there really is no
0: physically he's not he's he's more like he's the guy with connections yeah. Um which you know he could pose a threat if he w- hooked up with like the Empire and gave them tracking chips for the child and yeah. you know aside from just bounty hunters now now they have basically rogue imperials on his tail as well. And I you know yeah. it's going it's going to get to that point because in the trailer we have seen you know a squad of unlike the stormtroopers that we saw on whatever planet that was
1: we've seen uh, Argo
0: 7 or something uh the name has been floating around the internet but um yeah, we've seen those stormtroopers, which were super battered up, like, yeah. s- you know, just done, totally. you know, like their armor was just totally outdated and yeah. like ruined and dirtied up and everything. But we in the trailer, we see a fresh lineup of death troopers. Yeah. You know, in canon Rogue One style death troopers lined up in a firing squad formation. And uh, we is also no see. Which no small thing. No, it's no small <laughs> thing whatsoever. And we see, uh, you know, we see what's it? What's his face from Breaking Bad? Uh, in an imperial officer uh uniform he's got a little mustache brian, um, um brian no he's he's the guy that plays uh the launderer the money launderer um, oh
1: i don't know or i never i never watched breaking
0: i think uh, uh or i, I kind of rec- money launderer oh no sorry no he's the guy uh no i'm i'm mixing up the roles i think he was the guy that just wore a hat all the time or i don't know i i forget his name <laughs> oh now, no
1: but, i know who you're talking about yet now yeah no, a yeah. uh,
0: half black guy um half african-american he was uh um oh man this is gonna bother me now <laughs> Yeah, internet save us internet save us okay
1: yeah
0: um let's see mandalorian cast and he is he's not shown up yet okay um oh he's not on the immediate cast list interesting yeah um yeah
1: because it's yeah it's funny because like i mean there's been like a few people that he's kind of sort of partnered up with so far not really like there's no one other than like the child like baby yoda no one's actually like stuck around with him and then there's been absolutely no one that's like been like a a clear and consistent nemesis mm -hmm. maybe the uh you know the ominous figure that we see at the end with the uh, clanking uh, spurs or whatever will uh, man manifest that role? Yeah, I wonder. And
0: th- like this is the thing. Oh, his name. Okay, so he plays Moff Gideon. His the actor's name is uh, Giancarlo Esposito. Okay, um, Can and I And uh, he, yeah, he's in one episode this season. That's him that right guy. there. That guy. Yep. Yeah. So he's in Breaking Bad, and uh, in Breaking Bad he plays uh, Gustavo or, or Gus yeah gus is the character's name so uh yeah no he's coming he's coming in the i guess in the next or the episode after that um but uh you know we don't have very many left like we have this is episode five we got episode six next week um episode seven the week after and that will be on the wednesday uh two days before the rise of skywalker one day before the unofficial pre-release on the thursday night yeah and then uh, we have one last one a couple days after Skywalker comes out um, the week after. That'll be episode eight. Episode eight will wrap up the, se- the first season. And uh, we can expect a conclusion to the first season being an arc. I'm assuming that there's something that happens with this baby Yoda uh, by that point. Uh, or
1: Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Because, you know, it's funny. We really haven't seen anything. Like, you know, we've seen baby Yoda use the Force and stuff like that. And then we saw like how okay he's important to that uh, whatever uh, technician or physician or whatever from who seems to be from Camino uh, and stuff like that. But we haven't seen his kind of character, if you can call that. Yeah, there's we've gotten nothing tangible from that so far in the last couple episodes. I mean, like he's kind of had a bit of he kind of had a bit of a reprieve in the last one. Was able to hang out with the kids and stuff like that. And then this one, he got to I I'd be babysat by a mechanic. And so now I'm kind of interesting, like, okay, what, what's the next step going to be for this mm-hmm. kid? Because we haven't seen him use the, the force or anything like that in the last, like, couple yeah. episodes.
0: No, yeah, it's 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 been a little bit since he's used the force, for sure. Yeah. Uh, and the last time that he did use it, it wiped him, like, so hard. Like, you know, he was, he was so out, he was out I, cold.
1: Yeah, I mean, in his defense, that was a big mudhorn. <laughs> yeah yeah that's
0: true yeah <laughs> yeah um but i mean obi-wan
1: um, did obi-wan fight a Munhorn in attack of the clones in the that arena? was a reek
0: that was oh, a reek yeah okay. a reek reeks are from i think they're from a, they must be from a different planet but um they're i, I believe the reek was even was smaller like i want yeah. to say it's half the size of yeah. the mudhorn
1: it seemed like it
0: yeah and and it didn't have fur
1: or anything it was just a yeah and obi-wan just didn't listen like eh, or, or no i guess no he didn't fight it anakin did But even then, Anakin didn't use the Force on it or anything. Yeah, he he kind of did the
0: Force control, the Force tame. Uh, We've seen that happen multiple times throughout Star Wars in the Clone Wars. Uh, We've seen it in Rebels. Uh, We've seen it in Attack of the Clones. Uh, We've seen it in... uh, Did we see it in Revenge of the Sith? I can't can't remember. I don't think we did, actually. Uh, But yeah, no, we've seen it a few times. Yeah. that you know the influence of the mind you know over a creature uh just connecting with it through the force you know that's been a huge thing yeah uh, i think the the mandalorian could have benefited from that just greatly little... in that episode <laughs> yeah. uh you know he was about to just die with knife in hand uh
1: you know yeah. his like was that a his chest plate like his cuirass of was that a beskar that got like wrecked by that thing's horn i i don't know don't know like i, I
0: I'm not too sure. I I don't think it was actually. Yeah. Because be, yeah, I think it may have just been.
1: It it because it had a lot of electronics and stuff like that going on. Yeah. Like behind it, and I stuff.
0: think I mean I think that's how the plates stick to him. But
1: right, right. I think
0: right. Beskar yeah. in general. You know, is that silvery finished material yeah. that we've grown to see through that you know that he's been getting the the pieces. Mm-hmm. you know at the time of the beginning of the episode he only has his helmet and like the one shoulder pad yes and then he's got the chest plate and the, way, pl- and the, the other one, shoulder uh, pad as the other stuff
1: and the one thigh uh yeah the one side well. plate yeah.
0: yeah as well so he's got little pieces but he's not got the full suit or anything yeah uh so you know at this you know we've got the full upper torso almost Yeah. aside from the wrist gauntlets yeah. at this at this point actually does he have the wrist gauntlets in beskar I- can't remember.
1: I think um, he does, because like I well, I know at least that they gave him the whistling. Um.
0: Though yeah, the the, yeah, the whistling bird, sparrows or something. Birds or sparrows. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah. So he's you know he's got a lot more at this point. I don't know though for sure if that initial chest plate was. Beskar. Um yeah. I think the only, the only hint that we get that it may or may not be, is when that, uh, that Quorin. Alien in the very first episode takes out the knife and it says, uh, is that real Beskar or something? And he scratches it with like the knife before the Mandalorian kills them all right. and beats them all to a pulp. Yeah, that's um, true. So I don't I, I don't remember where he took the knife and scratched though. I think it I don't know if it was the chest plate or the arm piece. Yeah, or shoulder? shoulder. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I have to go but, back and look. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like as far as as far as this episode goes, like just like super nostalgic there you know it. not a lot of not a crazy amount of depth to it but it was just really fun really yeah fun it was to see. yeah yeah it was cool like crazy. i could easily watch it again and probably find a few more things that you know i'd have, oh, have yeah. to, to say or talk about but uh you know that's that's pretty much all i got i guess for this one uh do you have anything to add or
1: no no <laughs> not really
0: it's just us you know like it's, it's i wish we had we this, did. this would go a little longer if we had more voices here but they all bailed tonight uh, so yeah. uh yeah uh, Reed, thank you so much for bringing the donuts
1: coming yeah, over we're happy to for donuts. uh and we didn't even get halfway through them i mean we had two donuts a piece and that was oh like whew.
0: we've got eight left eight left Maybe we'll just watch a movie and maybe have another. <laughs>
1: maybe. I don't know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> something like that. Maybe we can play Battlefront 2 or something. New maybe. update came out today. That's something I can, right. I can talk yeah. about. Uh, new Battlefront update came out uh, today, was it? Or or yesterday?
1: I think you were saying it was yesterday or was yesterday. sometime this past okay. week, maybe.
0: Yeah. And uh, there was a, a new copy available on the shelf really soon, or if not already, called the Celebration Edition. Yeah. And players who have not Previously owned Battlefront can pick up this version, uh, for all platforms, and uh, it comes with every skin for every character, every emote, every victory stance, everything, everything yeah. that you essentially you could unlock with the currency in game. You don't need to worry about it. Like this, this version comes with absolutely everything. Existing players, it's a it's an add on. Twenty five dollars will get you like everything, in the rest of the game it's, it's kind of cool like if it if it wasn't 25 bucks I might have considered it yeah because I
1: mean it's basically just cosmetics and stuff like that. yeah it's right? just cosmetic items yeah so. uh, yeah
0: for sure um we are getting a, a an update very soon though um for rise of Skywalker
1: yes I heard
0: a rumor online that bb8 will be made a playable character oh I don't my know gosh. how that's even possible like what are they what gonna, do even gonna do are
1: they gonna do that like a special mode like the ewok hunt thing maybe? i have no idea that'll i think he's a playable hero that'll be okay i
0: yeah i don't know i, I know. have honestly i have no idea i think it's the resistance is getting him and then the first order is getting like the evil bb8 uh bb9e or <laughs> oh, whatever its what? name was yeah <laughs> oh, the the black gosh. bb i think it's bb9e or something or something or, like that yeah yeah it, it, uh the first order yeah. bb unit basically yeah so wow. The updates coming. We'll have Sith troopers at the ready. Um, yeah. A new map, new planet, uh, and I believe Jakku is getting added to Capital Supremacy. Oh. And that capital and the Capital Supremacy will eventually, I guess, be made out to not be Clone Wars exclusive.
1: That'll be really. That's funny. my guess. That's. I'll my be guess. really happy about that because like. I like I like Galactic Assault and stuff like that, and I love like uh, Galactic or Galactic Supremacy. But like after a while, like you're just doing a lot of the same stuff with Galactic Supremacy because it's like you know they only have so much in it right now. Yeah, and so it'd, yeah. it'd be great to see that expanded for sure. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, I I could do with a few more maps for that. For that yeah. mode. Um oh. I mean we've had Felucia, it's cool, but yeah, uh, you know we just I just need more um more please more, more. please Give me more. more feed the machine feed the game uh and if it wasn't 25 bucks i would be happy to input another like 10 or 15 just to like yeah. ensure that they keep keep putting, putting stuff up. out yeah, yeah that'd be great yeah yeah
1: yeah oh yeah. before i forget though i wanted to ask so um what uh how did the like what was the uh empires did they even occupy tatooine at all because in episode four they come to the planet like just as like an expedition kind of and so yeah i mean it wouldn't surprise me if maybe there was like an outpost or you know like a bunch of uh like people at some point or another had killed like a bunch of stormtroopers and just like mounted their head their helmets yeah. on those you know, like impaled on those spears and stuff like that but i figured i'd just like throw it out to you yeah. if Tatooine was ever actually occupied Because like, think the huts controlled it and stuff
0: yeah you know it's it's kind of a it's an interesting, it's an interesting topic because because I don't I don't know if you could fully qualify it as occupied as you can with planets like Corellia or Coruscant. Yeah,
1: because Tatooine's on the outer. It's
0: rim. it's uh, yeah, it's it's on the outer rim. It's not like crazy far out there like Jakku, no, no, but yeah. but it's you know it's it's definitely considered to be on the outer rim the outer rim is quite a wide range of space i think most of the planets that we've seen in the sequel so far have all been on the outer rim i think uh yeah majority actually, wise yeah. majority wise i think it's safe to say that most of the planets in the mandalorian have also been probably in yeah. the outer rim oh yeah um, and
1: didn't he name drop didn't they name drop so they name dropped mazai's in this one which is why we knew mm-hmm. it's Tatooine. but then they all the Gal that they were after the Asian chick she, they, she name dropped. I think the planet that he actually was initially on. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I uh start what.
0: with an F. Uh, an N or an F? Or it uh, might have been. Oh, Niv, Niv- Nivran Nimran or Nivran or something. Yeah, something I know what you're talking like about. That. Uh, she referenced the planet that that he was on the whole the whole escapade with uh, the the things that we saw in episode three of yeah. the Mandalorian. Yeah, like that whole. So that planet now has a name.
1: Yeah. So that made me happy too. Because yeah. I was
0: like, I miss, I miss our blocks of text where it's like Rogue One was hey. so helpful for that. Like, oh, dude, oh man, yeah. like I oh really, goodness. I liked that more than I thought I would. Uh, not that we knew it was gonna be like that, but the with the first time that it showed up, I was like, oh, this is different. And then, and then the second time it showed up, I was like, okay, yeah, like I'm on board with this. You know, like I can, I can get by. Like this is already an anthology film supposed to be a little different yeah um you know and like tv and stuff it's gonna be it's gonna be a little different than the film so you know naturally it would be it, w- it would be cool to have you know plan even for casual fans that don't keep track of planet names it would be cool just to like differentiate the locations because now we've seen two desert planets yeah and, and or maybe even three at this point Uh, and and nobody knows like what they're called or like where they are uh but at least one thing is confirmed now the off-world jawas that i think this came up in a previous round table are in fact off-world jawas because that is not tatooine that whole second episode of the mandalorian yeah that first episode of the mandalorian where he finds the child all that stuff so um yeah we can confirm that is not tatooine and that's why the (laughs) off-world jawas have red eyes and they look different oh okay yeah awesome yeah but uh yeah, we're okay. Now we've reached the end of our time. So, uh, thank you for this chat and uh, for being Thanks the for only me, one man. that showed up to yeah. the round table. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much, Reed, for coming back on the show. Uh, always great to chat with you about Star Wars, and uh, it's amazing to think that we live in a time where uh, we can watch Star Wars on a weekly basis, a new episode every week. An eight-part series, it's crazy. I mean, you know, there's almost as many Mandalorian episodes in Season 1 as there is Skywalker episodes, so, uh, you know, they might be shorter, but uh, Star Wars is very at home on on television, uh, very episodic and the way that uh, it's always been, and uh, it's just a privilege to get together with friends every week on a Friday and, uh, and you know, bring in donuts for two and <laughs> whatever else. So good, and, uh, you know... It's, it's just Star Wars is all about the community. And, uh, I mean, you know, it's it's what keeps a lot of friendships together. It's what's uh, brought a lot of people together. And, uh, you know, I, I couldn't feel more privileged to be a, a fan uh, just like you. So uh, thanks again for listening. And uh, tune in next week for Mandalorian Roundtable Episode 6. So tune in for that and uh, get in touch with us on Twitter. Our handle is SWEscapePodcast and our email is TheEscapePod at Outlook.com. So let us know what you want from this show. Uh, We're open to feedback, comments, uh, complaints, whatever you want. (laughs) Thanks again. Leave a good review. And uh, once again, I'm your host, Josh. Thanks again for listening. May the force be with you.